This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you today. And I thought I would hop on and share a little bit about how I think about motherhood and how I plan for motherhood. And I'm just going to give you some of the things that I think about and how I fit them into my week and why I fit them into the week and the impact that I think that's made. But before I want to, before I do that, I want to go back a little bit. Um, I listened to a podcast this week, actually. One of my favorite entrepreneurship podcasts is Allie Brown's Glambition Radio. And this week she interviewed somebody named Sanira Mandani, who, first of all, has like this amazing company that I think just got valued at, I'm going to, I think they said a billion dollars. I just admit I did not go back and fact check right this second, but I know it's doing like really well. And so I listened to the podcast and it was really, really interesting because first of all, she speaks just like a normal 30-year-old. You would never guess if you just heard her talking, if she wasn't talking about her business, what she does, how successful she's been. And she was talking about this amazing company she's created. She was talking about the culture. She was talking about how she's really excited to change the world of um, taking payments. She's in the in the fintech world. So she owns a financial technology company that's scaled a lot. She has, I think, over 300 employees. So it's kind of a big deal. And so they were talking a lot about her business and what she was thinking and a lot of the obstacles she's overcome. Again, I highly recommend going and listening to that episode on Allie's podcast. And toward the end, Allie asked her some questions about motherhood and her being a mom. And the cool thing was, is that you could tell how important it is for Sanira not to let motherhood and business fight each other. Like motherhood was so, is, is so important to her. And you can hear it in her voice. You can hear her excitement about her company and about her kids. And you can really feel her claiming that she can do both really well. And we're not talking like 
really well. Like I have a side hobby. We're talking really well in that she's employing a lot of other mothers and she's changing a whole industry. And she's also 100% there for her not so grown children. They're little. She has young kids. So I just think this is so important because it got me thinking how few models we have for this. And here I am, and this is why this really hit me and hit home a lot for me, is here I am and we have this amazing program that serves so well women who are balancing either entrepreneurship or I would say really work that they're really passionate about, work that they're really excited to expand on. So yes, there might be people who come into our world who have jobs and they just do that for making money. But for the most part, people either start there and are trying to evolve. They're, they're really trying to create a legacy. They're trying to create impact. They're trying to create a difference. Like that is the kind of women woman that we tend to attract and have around here. And along with this amazing work that they're doing, either building a company or supporting a company in a major way um, and growing their body of work, they're also usually mothers or caretakers. I mean, they're pretty much always caretakers, but most of the time, like 99% of the time, they're mothers in various stages from young kids to, you know, older kids and their empty nesters, but still identifying as mothers. And... So there's this balance of this energy between work and motherhood. And then I would say sort of supporting that and underlying that is this desire to be healthy in order to fuel both those things um, and to have a home that really supports those things and to lead with the, the heart and the soul. So those are sort of the the common denominators of the people we seem to attract and have in our program Flow 365. And, you know, usually what happens is people come into the program because they've made the choice that they really want this life. And yet, you know, here I am leading this group. And it was so refreshing and quite honestly surprising to hear this woman on this podcast just yesterday so passionate about her family and so successful in her business. And it just got me thinking, oh my gosh, this has not been modeled. And I started thinking because right now we're in this phase where I'm really leaning into my role as CEO and leader of Plan Simple. And it's changed a lot of what we're doing and how we're doing it. And we're making it, it's just getting like better and better and better. And I'm not the bottleneck of everything anymore. And I don't know. It's just like every change we make just makes me so grateful for what we're creating and the amount of support that we're able to give. And here I am saying I support this type of woman who, you know, has this meaningful career and is a mother. And I got to thinking, I kind of hide the mother part. And one of the reasons that I do this is because I think the person who we serve best is far enough in their work, like in understanding the work they want to do, 
that if they're an entrepreneur, they wouldn't necessarily call themselves a mompreneur anymore because they're leaning into leadership, CEO. Yes, they're mothers, but they wouldn't combine those two things into one word all the time. Sometimes they would. And maybe this is just coming from me and my own bias. So I just want to say that out loud. And also, you know, if they're, if they're in a more corporate setting, just might not lead with mother. Yes, they are mother, and it becomes a huge relief when they end up in this community with other mothers. But it might not be the thing that pulls them into the community. So I find myself shying away from using motherhood as the way to call people into Flow 365. And that really surprised even me, when I really got to thinking about this, listening to this amazingly successful woman, and just where I might even have just some programming and almost, you know, uh, not shame, shame's not the right word, but I just feel like motherhood's the thing that as a successful businesswoman, sorry, I have a I have a frog in my throat. As a successful businesswoman, I've always thought I needed to keep quiet. Um, Almost more, especially with women, oddly, than men, I will say that. So so it really has me thinking. I'm like really pretty deep in my thinking about this right now. And it brought me back to this story when I had a design company. So my first um, company that I grew was a graphic design company that we I had for about 14 years. Um, it was when I had my kids, before I had my kids, and then eventually I, I, I changed what I was doing because I got passionate about this work-life wellness balance thing and motherhood. And when I had that company, I had a colleague who sometimes we bid jobs against each other. And one day in our in the Boston Globe, which is a pretty big newspaper, there was an article about him and how he had built this design company and how he had it in his home. So he had he had this building in downtown Boston and his he had his home and he had his design company with employees and they were all integrated. And it was really a praise for this situation. And at the time, it was actually quite triggering to me because I was like, whoa, here I am trying to hide motherhood, right? At the time, I think I had three little kids. And I was really trying to hide that piece of me because I feared that it would make potential clients or even current clients think that for some reason I wouldn't be able to get their work done, that I wouldn't do a good job because I was divided and was, you know, would be pulled toward motherhood or toward work and that it wasn't as predictable. And you know, there's still a piece of me that hasn't fully claimed, I don't think, how amazing it is to be a mother who runs a company. Like, there are things I do and things that I'm sure so many of you listening do that we probably didn't do before kids and our male counterparts probably don't do. There's just so much powerful things that we bring to the table as women, as mothers, as people really trying to stay in balance versus 
just go, go, going. Now, I'm not saying any of us do any of that perfectly yet. As you can tell just by this episode, I'm kind of admitting that here I am a leader in this area and I'm far from perfect because we've been, you know, so conditioned. And I feel like it's like this onion and layer after layer after layer, you know, it gets better and better and more and more easy to really lead this way. But it's just so curious to me how motherhood can be perceived as getting in the way of good work. And so I'm really excited to share how, even though I think I have this deep-seated belief of that, how that's not how I live. Like how I live, what we've created really fuels both. I feel really in balance. It's just, I don't always share that out loud. And I and I haven't necessarily figured out how to be a leader in sharing how amazing it is when we do come into balance and when we can talk about motherhood and talk about work and talk about all the things because that is who we are as whole women, right? We are we are all these different parts and that's what makes us really good at both our work and our role as mothers. And so I think it's really important that we start noticing this more and more and living this more and more. Um, And so I will commit to showing up this way more and more is what I'm, I think, starting to share here and not shy away from calling in women who are doing amazing things and are mothers and might not necessarily bite at that idea of work-motherhood balance because they too have shied away from bringing motherhood into the work conversation because it's all over the place. I know it's just not me. And um, when I was hearing this podcast, it was just, it was so refreshing. And I do believe that I think it was the Dalai Lama who said that the, the Western woman will change the world and the Western women may or may not, but may also be mothers. And so I think it's really important that we start to embrace that we can be these amazing change makers and be amazing mothers all at the same time. So what I really wanted to share today after that little soapbox confession, whatever you want to call it, um, is ways that I feel think about motherhood each week when I'm making my plan. Um, And hopefully parts of this will serve you as you're thinking about your next week and your next week and as you're planning this amazing legacy that hopefully you're going to leave, how motherhood fits into that. Okay? So the first thing that I I always want to be clear on whenever I'm planning a week is how motherhood fits into the whole. And I admit, I'm using motherhood today. What I like to think about is how work, motherhood, spirituality, my health, and my home, like how all those need to be tended to in a given amount of time. So I'm going to talk today about planning my week because as this is going live, that's what I consistently think about is, you know, what's next week going to hold? 
Um, it, are the things that are in my calendar in alignment with that? Do I need to add something in or move something or shift something either literally in my calendar or just my perception of it in order to feel in alignment with my whole self? And I feel like, you know, work, lifestyle, some of us, if we have health goals, like these are things that that get folded in, but I'm not sure we pause as often as is useful on the motherhood piece and how we want to show up as a mother. You know, when I remember when I had kids, and it's really cool because I actually became an auntie this week, and I'm about to become an auntie again in a few weeks, so I'm super excited. And so I was thinking as this baby was coming into the world, how, you know, we think a lot about the birth of a child. And then in the early years, we get fed a little bit about care for sure, right? Because it's it's a learning curve to care for a baby. So if you're if you're open to learning, you might learn some new things about caring for your baby. And we're also fed a lot of things, like a lot of things that we're gonna get and collect uh, with this child. And there definitely becomes a point where I think it was less obvious that I shouldn't, you know, it, it felt almost more like I should just be able to, to that I should know what I'm doing by now, right? Like, because I've been a mom for a few years, and so now I should just know what it is, and I should just be really good at it because I'm a mother, and this is a natural thing, and so I should be really good at it. And what I've found is that, you know, that's not true, right? Like, if I'm good with a baby, it doesn't mean that I'm good with a teenager or at that age at nine when kids get a little bit feisty, like, or when a certain situation happens, like a pandemic or somebody in our, our life who's meaningful to us passes away. Like, we don't just naturally know exactly what to do do with that a lot of times all we have is what what we experienced in our past and sometimes that's not what we want to pass on so to me I really want to be thinking about how am I showing up as a mother let's just use this week right or this season like how do I want to show up like what is that what does that look like where where is motherhood showing up and you know some weeks are really work focused and some weeks are really health focused and some weeks i just really need to prioritize motherhood and that doesn't mean that i'm not working the same amount of hours it just means that work is happening and i'm really prioritizing maybe checking in with each kid or doing something with one who's really needing my support or making calls about one in a way that will help support them, right? So it's like, how do I want to, how can I be most effective in showing up to this mother that I I really want to be? Does that make sense? Um, Tactically speaking, I, when I'm doing that, I ask myself, so what does this mean in terms of checking in with my husband? So if you're, if you have a spouse or someone who you're raising your kids with, you know, is there some piece of checking in with them? <laughs> One of the thing, mistakes I made for many years was thinking that I had to do it all alone. There'll be another little reminder about that in my planning process. But, you know, always making sure that we're operating as a family, that's really important to me. So especially if I have a big work week or we're going on vacation, I'm always checking in with my spouse first and then checking in with each kid and just making sure that, 
you know, it's not about giving them everything they want. It's about really supporting them to to be the best versions of themselves. Like, what am I? What am? What do I need to be seeing in order to help that happen? Um, and it, you all, this it, I'm talking about this for a while. This is maybe a 30 second check in in my head. And if I need to check in with each kid, sometimes that's for 15 minutes just of my undivided attention. And I find that when I really think about that in advance and know that, you know, on Monday, I really want to make space to check in with everybody, then I do it. And if not, you know what I do? I putter around the house when I'm done with work or I scroll on my phone or I fold laundry and I, I sometimes forget to do those purposeful check-ins, right? Um, and so it really helps me to hold space for that. Okay, so that's one thing I do. Another thing I do because it's really important to me that I am doing both really well. It is really important to me that I am doing building this company really well and able to spend the time I need and, you know, I used to think that the two things fought, like either everyone in my house had to behave and I could do my work <laughs> or, um, you know, like I just thought that they they had to be like exclusive, like w- they both had to be going really well for everything to work out. I have since learned that's not true. But what I do need to do is decide, you know, my boundaries each week and, you know, given what's going on, where do I prioritize work and where do I prioritize motherhood or kids, right? So it's like if, for example, right now my son is needing to be driven some places because somehow he doesn't have his license yet. And so I might, if I have a busy work week, then I'm pretty clear, like I can't drive in the middle of the day. If I have a lot of open space in my work that week, I might decide in advance, like, hey, if you need a ride, I could do it one day this week or two days this week and really use that as a time to connect with him. But I really think about that in advance, think what my boundaries are. Now, if there's ever an emergency, of course, I, you know, would tend to the emergency with my children before I do my work. But I've set up my work so that there's space for that. So it's really thinking like, when is it that I go off plan to tend to a child? And when is it that actually work is a priority? And modeling that is really the best gift that I can give to my kids in that day. Does that make sense? And so I'm thinking about that in advance. I'm knowing that that's part of what I'm planning for. That's not part of what I'm planning for that ends up in my calendar. It's just part of what I'm bringing to consciousness as I'm thinking about my plan. So as I plan, I I create the right vibe, the right cadence to each day um, of the week that I'm planning for. Because as I mentioned, I'm talking about this in terms of I'm sitting down on a Friday or a Saturday and I'm planning my next week and I'm seeing what's coming up, right? Okay. So another thing I do in order to make space for for, for motherhood is I, I plan for time and space around everything. So if I have a podcast interview, there's like time before and after to obviously prepare for the interview, but there's also time before and after in case something comes up, in case I have to tend to something. And I would say that's more true in the summer, having everybody in and out a little bit more, but I just make sure there's enough space so that if things do come up, I'm not fighting it. I can 
always find something to work on. That's my MO. I love what I do so much that there's always something that I can work on. But if I put everything I have to work on back to back and there's not space if someone calls and says, oh no, like blah, blah, blah just happened. I really need to talk this through. Um, I create enough space that I might not be able to do it right when they call, but I can um, tend to that pretty quickly because I've created space in in my day. Does that make sense? So I, I very purposely create space in my day for those kinds of things. Now, those kinds of things, you know, obviously don't happen all the time. I don't plan like hours for that every day. I just want to be clear. But I do always also create space for just deep breaths or pausing, right? Because a lot of times somebody will, you know, like maybe a kid will come into my office and ask me a question and, and I'll be uh, I'll be on a call. So I, I, you know, I just, they, they know when not to come in when I'm on with a client or maybe I'm, I'm trying to concentrate on writing. And so um, I'll just be clear that I, I can't talk right now. But sometimes what I do need the space for still in order to say that in the nicest possible way, which is always my intention, is just like to be able to take deep breath, just pause, really check in with myself about what it is that I want in that moment. Um, and so, so that I'm doing the thing I said, you know, honoring the boundaries, like I was just talking about, I'm not perfect with that. So the more I can bring in a pause or a breath, the better I am at really intuitively knowing, keep going with the work or no, Mia, turn around and be with this kid for five minutes, right? So, so it's a dance and it's, it's a skill and it's a learning, it's a practice that I'm always weaving into my days. Okay, so the other thing that is really important, I think, as a mother and as an entrepreneur or anyone trying to make a difference, is to plan time to restore, or as many call it, do have self-care, take care of yourself. I like to think of it as restoring because that really shows me that I'm you know, filling myself up so that I can be the best version of myself for my kids and for my work. And so a lot of times, a lot of times, I have to remind myself and I'm reminding clients pretty much daily that we need to, this this time of restoring isn't selfish. We've been conditioned to believe that. It is totally not selfish. And we can see the impact when we give it the space, but it's hard to give it the space. It's hard to see that that's going to create all these amazing outcomes, right? It's hard to see that in the moment for all of us. And so this is when having somebody who can be like, who can remind you, you know, take that space, go take that shower alone, go on that walk alone, go take a nap for a minute, you know, just close your eyes for five minutes and take a break from everything. All of these little things can really help to restore us and make us feel really great. All right. The next thing that I am considering is, and and this is more when I'm feeling, I would say when I'm in a phase where I'm feeling really like there's a lot going on around work. There's a lot going on around home. There's maybe a lot going on with just having three teens. That's a real thing. Or having three three toddlers, which was also a very real time, right? Like, so because my kids are close in age, there was like these kind of intense, when there was an intense phase, it was like really intense because there was 
three of them. And so one of the things that I love making time for is obviously being alone, like I just shared, but also just time to witness, time to be in awe, time to just see them becoming the best versions of themselves. And this just like calms my system because if you just spend even 30 seconds just watching a conversation, even if, you know, you're like, what are they saying right now (laughs) Um, or what's happening? But just trying to cultivate that sense within you of awe and just honoring who they are and who they're becoming, even if it's a hard moment. I find that that can be, calming enough that it can it can help a whole day a whole week a whole month and it just takes the reason i'm mentioning this is because if a day is so scheduled and so full that there's you can't calm yourself down enough to just watch it's just really hard to do so as i'm thinking through my weeks i'm just making sure that there are these open times when I could be working, I could be taking care of myself, and I could just be watching. And that that in itself can just be such a wonderful gesture um, and, and not at all a waste of time. So often I think we think we have to be this is an example of mothering without doing. We're just we're just watching. We don't have to have opinions. We don't have to be finishing things for them or doing things for them we can just be watching and it doesn't have to be even watching can be watching good fun but it can also be watching sadness or anger or frustration um, but from this different energy so I always make sure that I I haven't gone too long without those kinds of pauses where I could do that and then the last thing that I want to share is uh, that's important in planning and and me really stepping into and being the mom I want to be is that, you know, I decided this. I decided that I want to really help uh, my kids be the best versions of themselves, be themselves, let's say it that way, be themselves, versus any projection I would have on, on, you know, even what I think they're great at or, you know, the opportunity I want them to have or whatever. I try to let go of that as much as possible. You know, that goes back to that alone being time. It's really, that time is really important for me to let go and let go and let go. Because even though I have this huge desire, you know, it creeps in, I'm human. But I've decided I want to be this way. And it's literally impossible to do that alone. It's, it's not, sustainable. It's not fun. Um, I really think it's not possible, um, especially when you're doing amazing work. So it's like you wouldn't create a big company. You wouldn't do this whole thing all by yourself. And, you know, just hearing this conversation um, with with a woman who owns this this huge fintech company, right, Sinira, and her her huge company and her team of three hundred, and how empowering it is to have you know really empower other women and have all these voices be at this at the financial services table. Like it was just so interesting to hear, and and I was like, of course, like of course she couldn't make this impact alone, right, and. We, we sort of start to understand this more. And if you're a solopreneur, 
don't worry about that. Like we'll have more episodes about how to do this in that role. But basically, whether you're a solopreneur, you have a company, you're on a team, you work for a company, in order to scale to some level, we can't do that on alone. Like that, it's just, we can't do it alone, right? We have to have some sort of support. Usually that starts with some sort of assistant, but as we scale, it, it grows and grows and grows, right? We have other people helping us do things in our business. And yet we don't often do this at home. And I guess the first level of this at home, like maybe we might, a lot of times I hear women say, I'm just going to get a house cleaner because that's the piece I hate. Or, you know, we get childcare if we're lucky for our kids when they're when they're smaller or we're sending them to school during the school day right so there are these different pockets where we get support but we were not necessarily thinking about that in a really strategic way so when i'm thinking about planning i'm thinking about this in a really strategic way and you know i definitely have a mentor who I, i've always had some level of mentorship in in parenting, whether that's like literally a book or a philosophy, or I'm actually working with a person or talking to a person or part of a community, I ended up sending my kids to a school where there was a lot of like-minded thinking. And so there was mentorship within that system. I've introduced you all and talked a lot about my current mentor, Syl, who I literally would have not have gotten past the path through the past year and a half without. But I'm always seeking out mentorship. I'm always seeking out other like-minded parents, um, whether my kids are friends with their kids or not, but just other adults to talk about with what we're doing, how we're doing it. Um, you got a, a snippet of that this week with Robin on the podcast. If you haven't heard that, go back and listen. But then there's also like the more obvious, like neighbors that you can trust and call, um, people who live nearby, figuring out rides, right? So that you have a village and you're not always doing everything yourself. You've created supports and you're giving support at the same time. I feel like elders is an important category that we don't always lean on. And, and that's just making sure that I'm friends with people who are have been before me, whether they're a whole generation ahead of me or just a few years ahead of me. You know, right now we're about to release our son off to college. And it was so important to connect with other parents who had done that. I found like so much really important information and calmed myself by having those conversations this year, which then became a really important like it became really important in how I showed up to my kid. And actually we're gonna have an episode about that. I think next week or the week after um, with someone who, who helps parents with that. And we had this great conversation about my experience and, and what she does. So always looking for how we're building that vill village and where that comes in is eventually that becomes time bending, right? Because if I don't have to drive, then I save time. Or if I find the answer to a solution that I'm trying to help a kid with quicker, I save that time. And I find that there's also this piece of it that's just making sure I'm feeling connected. I'm planning for connection with that village, right? So whether that's, um, you know, visiting with a neighbor or checking in on a neighbor or reaching out to a friend I haven't talked to in a while or making those meetings with my mentor um, or just 
you know, remembering what I have access to should I need it. And those things do just, they, they take time. So when I'm thinking about my week, I'm just wondering if any of that will support me in the week ahead, right? If there's something I'm struggling with or something I need more support with um, in creating a, a, this village. And the other thing I want to share about the village, but is really for another episode, is also thinking about you know, what kind of village you're building for each of your children and what supports they're needing. And, you know, sometimes that's their school, their friend circle, that can be mentorship um, as they get older. Um, Are there teachers that you want to stay in relationship with? Are there important neighborhood people to stay in relationship with? So we can broaden that, make it more like this series of concentric circles so that the whole village is made up of each person sort of having their, 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 the village is each person having their own support system coming together. So, you know, I might not necessarily talk to the teacher who's supporting one of my kids, but I know that that teacher is there supporting one of my kids and that, that just gives me peace of mind. Does that make sense? All right. So I feel like I just spoke for a while about a lot of things that you could do, but I just want to clarify. So my practice every Friday is sitting down and we sit down, we do this in Flow 365. We, we take an hour and we lift our vibration by spending a couple minutes just everyone sharing what went well, what they learned, and really feeling great about the week that just passed, even about the things that didn't go quite as planned. And then we spend about you know, 45 minutes planning. And sometimes because I'm leading that, I that I might right after that make a 45-minute planning time. So basically for about 45 minutes every Friday, I'm making a plan for the following week. And I'm doing a brain dump of all the things that are on my mind and I'm getting them out on paper. And a lot of times my mind will be sort of singular focus. So I'll be thinking about you know, something, a cool workshop that's coming up for you all. Or I'll be thinking of, a lot of times I'm thinking about work, I'll admit. Or I'm worried, sometimes I'm worried about a child or um, I'm thinking about a party that we're having or or gathering we're having that I need to do things for. Or um, I'm doing a retreat coming up. So I've been thinking, you know, so I might have something on my mind and that might be a lot of what comes out when I'm doing my initial brain dump for 10 minutes. So when, I co- when I'm coming to the end of that first 10 minutes, I always ask myself, okay, do I need to remember anything about motherhood, my health, self-care? Is there anything that's in my soul that needs to come out on paper? Is there anything about home that I'm forgetting about? So I'm looking at all the different com- pieces that I know are really important to the whole me. Um, And sometimes I have to remind myself of those other pieces, especially when I'm on this, like, you know, I'm, I'm deep in trying to figure out a project or something. Does that make sense? And so I'm always asking myself, what do I need to know? So I'm, when I share all these things, it's not like I'm doing all these things at every moment. I'm just thinking about them as I make my plan. And, you know, especially now in the middle of summer, everyone's home. I'm a little bit nostalgic over the fact that my son is going away to college in not too long. And so, so I really want to be around. I really want to be spending time, you know, and everyone's home for summer and then school starts and I have teens. So everyone's really busy and, and I want to be spending quality time. I don't want to get lost in 
work. I don't even want to get lost in the house. And so I'm, I'm really checking in on that. Like, what does that mean? What, what do I need to remember as I'm planning my week to, to tend to that? Um, and so it helps me to figure out, you know, what are all the things on this list? What's most important? And then it also helps me as I'm putting those things, because what we do is we, we write everything down and we make some choices about it. We prioritize it and then we get it into time so we can see how it unfolds. And what I'm finding in my summer is that it's really helpful for me to sort of stack work on days when I know the kids are busy and then take like a whole extra day off to really just be able to be there and be. Um, it's also important that I have a little bit of padding around everything, especially as people are coming in and out of the house and doing all the things. And so I'm just noticing that as I'm making my plan. And I know that all that will shift as we head into the school year and into fall, but that's how it is right now. And the way that I can really be responsive to the season that we're in is thinking about it, thinking about it on the regular and growing um, in in my thinking as I go and as my kids are in different phases. So that's what I want to share today about motherhood and planning for motherhood. And I'm I'm thinking it's like it's very much on my heart, sort of what's next in this evolution of us really claiming amazing work and motherhood. And I'm super excited for what's going to come of that. So I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple podcast, which will be me sitting down with a guest. And then after that, I'll be back for another solo episode. Have an amazing day and I will see you soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart and have a great day.